0: Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. And I'm happy that I can be with you and that you can be with me, that we can can take this time together to study God's Word together. We have been studying, uh, again, the, the topic of why I am a member of the Church of Christ. And we've been studying it from one of the books that we've been using on Wednesday night. Um, and so far we have are, have gotten through the first couple of lessons. We're working on finishing up lesson number three. And so um, I'm, I'm happy to be able to, to share this lesson with you. Today's lesson is one that is of particular interest to me. Um, a few months ago, well, last year, about a year ago now. Um, my wife and I visited Gatlinburg. We usually go once a year. And and one of the the favorite things that I like to do when we visit is to visit the Gatlinburg Church of Christ. And it just so happened that the day that we were, or the weekend that we were going to be in Gatlinburg was the weekend that they were holding their gospel meeting. Brother Hugh Fulford was there. And um, one of the lessons that he presented was on the church and he talked a little bit about the seed principle and that's what we're going to be talking about today. I don't remember ever hearing a lesson on the seed principle. I'm sure that I have uh, some years ago probably but uh, it was one that, that interested me just because it's not a lesson that we preach very often. It's not a lesson that we hear very often. And so some of the thoughts that that come um, out in the lesson today come from Brother Fulford's lesson uh to some degree. Some of them come from the book. But as we look at this idea of the seed principle, we see the church can be planted anywhere at any time simply by using the word of God. And that's basically the premise of our lesson for today. Now, we have been studying how the church was founded at the scriptural place in Jerusalem. And we see certainly in Acts chapter 2 the the fulfillment of prophecy, the fulfillment of the promises of God that the church would be established in Jerusalem. We see that it was promised to be established in Jerusalem in Matthew chapter 16. um, Whenever... Peter and the other disciples were discussing with Jesus. Um, Jesus had asked them, who do you say that I am? He first asked, who do men say that I am? And then he asked, who do you say that I am? Peter expressed his faith. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And that's the same confession that we make even today. When we obey the gospel, we are making confession that we believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of the living God. And it is an important uh, confession to make. But following all of that, we know that Jesus came back with some things about the church. He, he told them a little bit about the church. Um, he told them that it would be established on the same rock, Whenever we look at, at Peter's confession, the faith of his confession, that is what the church is founded on, that same faith. Uh, without that faith, then we really have no foundation as Christians are concerned. We have no foundation as the church is concerned. But also in all of this, uh, Jesus told them that the church would be established beginning in Jerusalem. Uh, and certainly, we see that promise fulfilled. Um, as we we look at our lesson for today, we see that that promise uh, did come to pass. In Acts chapter two, actually chapters one and two, um, tell the the events surrounding that. But the church had its beginning in Jerusalem, just as Jesus had promised that it would. And so all of that is is very important to us. It's important to our faith. It's important to the foundation of everything that we believe. And so as we look at, at what we're going to look at today, this is, is kind of continuing the thoughts of the, that lesson uh, that we had uh, upon the church being founded in Jerusalem. And we see that that church, that very same church, That was founded on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 2 is the same church that we can be a part of today. Before we actually get into the meat of our lesson, let's bow as we usually do in a word of prayer. Our Holy and Righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you have given to us. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the ability that we have to be able to come together by means of Internet and radio and and by the use of technology. We are thankful that we have this avenue of which to study your word. And we pray, Father, that you would bless our studies today, bless our understanding. And we pray, Father, that you would help us to to use these lessons to not only help ourselves to be better Christians, but to prepare ourselves for the work that you have set forth for us to do. We recognize the commission that was given to the apostles, and, and we recognize that it is not just given to the apostles, but even today we continue that very same mission that they began of going into all the world and teaching the gospel to every creature. And may we do so. May we fulfill that commission in our own personal lives. And may we be closer drawn to you. And may we also draw others closer to you as well. We are thankful for your Son, for his sacrifice for our sins, for all that he means to us, for the hope that is found in him. We pray that you would help us to have the courage. Help us to to have the ability to share this message with the world. We thank you for him, for his sacrifice on the cross, for our sins. and It is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. All right, as we get into our lesson for today, again, we are looking at the seed principle. And this lesson is probably not going to be as long as as some of our others, um, if it does go the whole time, that's okay, too. Um, but uh, it it may be a little short, and that's all right. But as we look at the church, we know that that as far as the churches of Christ are concerned, that our teaching, our belief is that we are the very same church that was established on the day of Pentecost. There are people today that would say there, it's just impossible. There is no way for the same church that began in the first century to still be in existence today. Uh, there, there have been those that, that did not continue faithfully in serving God. And there's just no way that it can be the same exact church and of course as we look at our world today we recognize that that there are many churches in the world there are many different assemblies different organizations that call themselves the church and, and yet they believe differently they practice differently uh there are probably hundreds Uh, if not thousands, of different beliefs that are just maybe a little bit different than somebody else. When we we look at different churches, when we look at denominations, we see a a sort of succession um, from one into another. Um, Every denomination that we find has some basis in another denomination, It just happens that there is something that they were not doing right or something that they were believed to not be doing right. And so someone else comes along and establishes another denomination that basically does the same things as as the the first denomination, but maybe with just a a little bit alteration so that they're not exactly The same, even within denominations such as, uh, say, the Baptist Church. There are many different sects of the Baptist Church. Many different organizations that teach basically the same thing, but maybe believe something a little bit different from another. And so you find Southern Baptists and Missionary Baptists and AME Baptists and all kinds of different Baptists, that all refer to themselves as the Baptist Church, but believe and teach something a little bit different than each other. And we find it in any denomination, and even to some degree in the churches of Christ, we see that there are some that that will bind certain doctrines that were not meant to be bound. Um things that man has taught, and so they bind them on other churches. And you also have those that loose, um, where the Bible is not loosed, that are what we would refer to, for lack of a a better term, as liberal, maybe, um, that, that do not hold to the standards of other churches. We see it even in the churches of Christ. Uh, one of the things that has been brought out in some of our our more recent classes, uh one of our elders, brother Kirk Mason, mentioned that uh something that I guess he had heard in another lesson or or found in his studies, but something that he mentioned was that that when it comes to the church it's not about hugging the wall of conservatism conservativism. there are many that want to. To hold to that wall. And they think that that as long as we are as conservative as we possibly can be, that we're going to be right. But Christianity, and especially as the Bible teaches, we understand that it's not about hugging that wall. But it's about walking the line. Walking the line of authority. Walking the line of scriptures. The pattern that has been given to us. And you can drop off on one side or the other, but we must continue to walk that straight line and make sure that we are doing what God wants us to do. Now, uh, again, as we look at denominations, especially, uh, whenever we see these different sects, we see different ones that teach different things here and there, uh, different beliefs, different practices. But basically, what it comes down to. And and again, there are many people that, that might say that you can't trace your roots all the way back to the first century because we have so many different teachings and so many different beliefs today that, that you can't possibly be that same church. But let me share with you today why I believe that we can be that same church. Planting the same church in any community and age is dependent upon sowing the same seed instead of church succession. It's not about going from one belief to another and altering things here and there over time. We see even today denominations are altering what they believe in regard to such things as homosexuality. Are we going to allow our leaders to be uh, of a homosexual background? And there's much controversy over that. And you have many people that are leaving their denominations because they are doing things that, that they, they are not familiar with, that they do not agree with. um, And... and other things such as as women leadership there are some that that hold to the view that that women are not to be a part of the leadership of the church um we see in scripture that women are to remain silent in the assembly men are to lead that's the way that god set forth for the church to be and so we follow along in that same pattern and i'm sure that that as we get into this study, that that that's more um, in some of the other lessons. So we won't go too deep into that so as not to get too far away from our subject for today. But it's not about church succession. It's about planting and growing the same seed. That seed being the word of God. Now, any church, any denomination that traces its roots, back to its beginning, has no way of proving that their church is the same as the one foretold in Scripture and established by Jesus Christ. Again, the church of Christ was established in Jerusalem. However, when you look at denominations and you look at their histories, you find men involved. Men that said, this is the way that we're going to practice, this is what we're going to teach, and so we have denominations that are created based upon the teachings and doctrines of men. We see the the error in that in Matthew chapter fifteen. Uh, I don't have that in my notes but but Matthew chapter fifteen, and especially verses eight and nine, where it talks about those that that honor with their lips, with their mouth, with their actions. But their hearts are far from God because they are not looking to the word of God. They're looking to the doctrines and teachings of men and their worship is in vain. Now, how do we know that the church of Christ is different than these denominations? And let me express very plainly, hopefully, that I do not believe The Church of Christ to be a denomination. I I do not believe that scriptures teach the Church of Christ to be a denomination. When we look at the Bible, we do not see denominations. You will not find the name of a denomination found anywhere in scripture as identifying the church or identifying members of the church, Christians. You will not find that because they did not exist in the first century. When the church was established on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't many churches with many beliefs. It was one church with one belief, one authority from God. The church of Christ is different, and I hope that you understand that. And if you are a member of a a denomination, I hope that you don't take this to be hateful or anything or presented in any way other than with love, because that's exactly how it is being presented to you in love. I want you to be a part of the Church of Christ because it is the only church that we read about in the Bible. And it is the only church that we want to be a part of. I believe that if you are listening, if you are watching this lesson, then you want to be a part of the church of the Bible. But the only way to be a part of that church is by planting the same seed. Now let's look at the seed principle. Luke 8 and verse 11, the seed. The seed is the word of God. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. We look at the seed and we understand the seed to be the word of God. That is the seed that we are to share with the world. That is the seed by which the church is established and planted. The word of God, when planted in the first century, did not produce multiple churches, wearing different names, and teaching different things. When the seed of the kingdom was planted, it did not produce a crop of tists, dists, and ites. Neither will the seed of the kingdom produce such crops today. but Leroy, Leroy Brownlow said that in the book. So when we look at the seed of the kingdom, it's not going to produce a bunch of people that identify themselves as other things. It can only produce Christianity, and it can only produce the church of the Bible. The Word of God, the seed of the kingdom, produces Christians and Christians only. Other crops come from other seeds. It's as simple as that. When we look at denominations, they come from other seeds. And even certain congregations that refer to themselves as churches of Christ, they cannot trace their roots back to the same seed of the word of God because they do things differently For example, the Lord's Supper, there are congregations that identify themselves as the Lord's Church that do not partake of the Lord's Supper every first day of the week, as is the pattern of the New Testament. They are doing something different. Maybe they're partaking of it on a less often basis. Maybe they're not partaking of it at all, but they are doing something different when it comes to worship worshiping with instruments and music and things of that nature. That's not found in scripture. We have no authority. So if they're not following along with the same authority of the scripture, they are not planted by the same seed. They are planted by something else. And so you have some other plant that is growing, but it is not the church. And even if all Christians perished, More Christians could still be produced by planting the seed that produces them. We go back to the restoration movement, for instance, and it was founded um, on a belief and faith that we want to do something different than what we have been doing. We want to do things the way that God wants us to do, not the way that we want to do them, but the way that God wants us to do them. And there are many people that will only trace the church back to the restoration movement But we see that the church was in existence well before the Restoration Movement as it has existed from the first century. You see, the word of God will never pass away. Mark 13, 31, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The same process is involved in planting the Lord's church anywhere today. Remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now again, as we, we turn our attention to denominationalism, we see that the establishment of other religions and churches was not only foreseen, but it was also foretold. There will be those that do not adhere to the teachings and practices of the Scriptures. Acts 20, verses 29-30. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, also from among yourselves. Men will rise up speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and beginning with verse 1. Second Thessalonians 2 and verse 1. Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us. As though the day of Christ had come, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, There's mention of a falling away, and there was. Uh, We can go back to history, and we find where the church did fall away. And again, can the church exist today, considering that there was a falling away from the truth? As long as we're planting the seed of the Word of God, as long as we are following the authority of the Scriptures, then yes, the church can exist in that form today. First Timothy four verses one through three, now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. We are also warned, um, running out of time, but 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, that there are many that, that are going to seek after teachers that, that will teach the things they want to hear. But we are not to be among them. We teach the truth. We practice the truth. The word of God is profitable to us, and we need to be ready to speak it in season and out of season when the people like it and when they don't like it. But we need to make sure that we're teaching the Word of God if we are going to be the church of the Bible, the church that was established in the first century. Planting the seed rose the same church that was established even way back then. I hope this has been a helpful message to you. And I hope that you'll join us again next Tuesday, Lord willing, at 11 a.m. as we discuss another portion of, of God's word together. We'll move on to lesson four in our series. And I look forward to doing that with you. Um, and, and thank you again for, for taking time out of your day to be with us. And, and we, we hope that, that this has been helpful to you. If you have any questions, feel free to, to contact us. You can go through our website marshillcoc.org these lessons are also aired by video on Facebook Live through my page Kyle Webb Uh, you can also find it through our page our church's page Mars Hill Church of Christ uh, in Christiana Um, or you can hashtag According to the Scriptures Radio on Facebook and, and find those lessons there as well but we would love to hear from you if you have any questions Anything that I can help you with, I would would invite you to, to contact us. But I hope that you have a blessed day, a blessed week ahead. I look forward to being back with you again next Tuesday, Lord willing, at 11. And until we meet again, may God bless you.